Yeah. 50 years of hip hop. 50 years of hip hop from Listener Power, KEXP. You're listening to 50 Years of Hip Hop. I'm your host, Larry Mizell Jr. Today on the show, we're marking another milestone within the larger celebration. Last week was the 30th anniversary of Naughty by Nature's third album, 1993, which came out, of course, 1993. That album features the single Hip Hop Hooray. KEXP's Eva Walker spoke with Vin Rock from Naughty by Nature about this track's legacy. They started by painting a picture of the hip-hop scene in 1993. In 1993, we were just coming out of the 80s, and in the 80s, for New Jersey rappers, you know, because we're from New Jersey, you couldn't really participate in hip-hop. You know, if you weren't from the five boroughs in New York City, you weren't down. So we've always had that struggle in the 80s. However, in 1991, we came out with our debut album, you know, self-titled album, and the smash single was OPP. And just as the decade changed, you know, going into the early 90s, things changed in the New York hip-hop scene. So outsiders, per se, were more accepted. So we got a lot of love from the New York DJs. We got a lot of love from just the music industry in general because, you know, hip hop started in New York. So the scene was super heavy in New York. So it really felt good. And uh, again, coming off the first album, the OPP album, we went right into the next album, which was 1993. And the hit single was Hip Hop Hooray. And then Spike Lee directed the video. So, man, we were on fire. And I, it's like all a blur right now, but it was just so much love. And when you talk about Guardian Angels and I look back, I'm like, all of that love, all of the protection from the people and the fans, we had musical Guardian Angels uh, surrounding us. That's awesome. And uh, you were mentioning OPP. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I love that song right. so much. Um, and I love hip hop hooray. I mean, I hear that on the radio over here in Seattle all the time. And, uh, can you talk a little bit about how that specific single came to be? Yes. Well, before we were naughty by nature, we were a group called the new style and we performed locally a lot. So prior to having songs on the radio, prior to having music videos, everything was about performing live. You know, we always had to have routines. And it always involved crowd participation. So throw your hands in the air, say ho. <laughs> and it was always, you know, interactive hip hop or call to action when you're on stage. And we recognized that prior to recording. So again, songs like OPP, it's get down with OPP. Yeah, you know me. Call and response. And when we came up with Hip Hop Hooray, it was another monster, you know. Uh, we're from Jersey, and we always went uptown, Harlem, New York, which is about 20, 30 minutes from us. So a lot of that culture was up there, a lot of that hey-ho. If you went to any party up there, if you went to skating rinks, all of the people from Harlem, they'd be like, hey-ho. And we felt there was a good party rock and song, so we incorporated it into the music. And sure enough, we took it. You know, because we use it in our music, it went from a New York tri-state area thing to an international global. I love that. And 
I'm from Seattle, and Hip Hop Hooray used to be the song that the Seattle Mariners, the baseball team, would play after announcing Ken Griffey Jr. when he was up to bat. And I've also read that it was played at Yankee Stadium anytime a Yankee player hit a home run. This feels like a celebration song to a lot of us. Uh, was that the original intent of the song? Well, the original intent was definitely for hip hop. And, and, and again, you know, the song, the theme of the song was giving props to hip hop and giving props to all of our forefathers who came before us. So that's why you see in the video, Eazy-E, Run DMC, Queen Latifah, D-Nice. We had everyone in the video uh, because, you know, we had finally made it, especially with our second album. And we were like, wow, so grateful. And we realized and recognized how hard it was to get accepted by the New York hip hop scene. That's all we cared about. And then fast forward. Of course, our brother Ken Griffey Jr., we actually went in the stadium and we threw out the first ball, the first pitch uh, during it. Wow. So I always remember that. So we we definitely have an affinity for Seattle and the Mariners and Ken Griffey Jr., as well as the Yankees. And you can't go anywhere in any sports arena and not hear a hip-hop parade during a celebration. That's so true. <laughs> and at the time, it was... The Kingdom, I think we still had here uh, in Seattle. Uh, yeah, that's amazing. And what do you think it is about this song that makes it still resonate 30 years later? I know. I, I believe it's just a feel-good song. You know, the track, the music to it is good. The little keys and, the, uh, you know, whatever instrument that is. Doom, doom. You know, it's a feel-good song, and then it's, hey, ho, it's very child-friendly. We see so many viral videos of children in their pampers, uh, <laughs> uh, kids, like, just learning their first words and their first songs they, they really sing are the chorus to Hip Hop Hooray. It's like, it's incredible. So it's the gift that keeps on giving, and I'm sure... You know, everyone considers it the party vibe, the party vibe anthem, no matter what you're doing. I live in time for hip hop. This is hip hop of the day. I get props to hip hop, so hip hop for me. So I'm a black female rock and roll musician, and uh, <laughs> there's a lot of Things with that being said, as far as uh, lack of representation just in rock and roll, uh, hip hop, however, it's it's very male, a very male dominated genre. And especially back in the early 90s when you released this record. But I understand that Queen Latifah had a big hand in your early years. Can you talk about her contributions to your music and what she's meant to you? Uh, as an influence. Yeah, well, first and foremost, Queen Latifah is from our hometown of East Orange, New Jersey. So when we were coming up, we were a group called The New Style before Naughty by Nature, and we all competed against each other at a spot called um, Club 88, and they had the Tough Teen Talent Competition. So if you can imagine, we used to compete as teenagers, unknown teenagers in high school, and all of these names were unknown. Queen Latifah, Lauren Hill, Wyclef Jean, Redman, Chino XL, you name it, Lords of the Underground, King Green from Channel Live. We had so much young talent around, 
And we used to compete against each other. But lo and behold, Queen Latifah broke out. She got signed to um, Tommy Boy Records and she was represented and part of the Flavor Unit crew. And when we were coming right behind her, we were like, wow, we need to get with the Flavor Unit because that's the crew Queen Latifah was down with. And she was already signed to Tommy Boy Records. So her career was great. It was going on. And when we engaged Flavor Unit and tracked down Queen Latifah and Shaquem, just so happened that they were going from a music production crew to an artist management firm. And Queen Latifah and Shaquem formed Flavor Unit Management. So the new style, which was KG, Tretch, and myself, we signed Flavor Unit Management and we had to change our name because we were signed to a different label. So with the help of Flavor Unit, we changed the name. The name became Naughty by Nature and Flavor Unit, Queen Latifah's management company, got assigned to Warner Brothers Records. Our project got passed down to Tommy Boy Records because they were more street savvy and pretty much the rest is history. So Queen Latifah discovered us. She signed us to her management company and guided us through our initial years in the music industry. And to this day, we still have a relationship, a partnership. Anytime we're jammed up, either way, we help each other out. So it's all love, Flavor Unit. Uh, amazing. And uh, at the time, did you have your favorite song on that album? And has that changed over the years? Actually, I do have a favorite song, and it hasn't changed over the years. My favorite song is Hip Hop Hooray, because I feel like, you know how they say, oh, if the earth ended and something was in a capsule and it was like, if hip hop was in a capsule, what song would you like for the aliens to hear to represent, best represent hip hop? I would say hip hop hooray. It's like the unofficial hip hop anthem. And then it's so special to me because unlike today, you know, new artists come out and they say, oh, if they have success. Oh, I'm the best. I'm the greatest that ever lived. Nothing came before me. Nothing will come after me. The thing about Hip Hop Array is we did give props to hip hop and we did give thanks to all of our forefathers who came before us. So showing that gratitude, showing that respect, showing that inclusivity, you know, makes Hip Array the perfect song back then, today and in the future. I'm hitting with these in a hoodie. Peace to Joe Thanks so much, Vinrock. It's been so great to talk to you. All right. Likewise. Thank you. was KEXP's Eva Walker talking with Illtown's own Vinrock of Naughty by Nature. Their album 1993 turned 30 years old last week. Next week, we're taking you back to 2006 with the track Mr. Me Too by The Clips. We'll explore how the Neptunes saved their weirdest compositions for a couple of longtime collaborators and twin brothers from their home state of Virginia. This interview was produced and edited by Emily Fox and mastered by Roddy Nickpour. Me, I'm Larry Mizell Jr., and we'll see you next time on 50 Years of Hip Hop from listener-powered KEXP, where the hip-hop matters.
One take, Jake.